Thanks for listening to the Playthuno podcast. I'm your host, Josh Siders. This podcast is meant to help you bend and not break by giving you tools to become more resilient in everyday life. Hi everyone, it's great to be here again with you all. Thanks for tuning in. Today I wanted to talk a bit about burnout. I know in the time that we're in, there's just crazy high anxiety going on. Um, There are people that are just having a really hard time with life. And then we have, you know, the holidays. We're in between Thanksgiving and Christmas right now. So that's coming. And there's a lot that hasn't been resolved in our world. And so a lot of us, uh, whether you're, you know, working full time, whether you're leading a team or maybe you're starting a business, uh, are feeling that crunch. We're feeling uh, a lot of pressure and we're looking for ways to cope with that. And so I know for me, several years ago, I went through a period of burnout. And I wrote about this in a blog recently, so you can go to playthunolabs.com to, to check out the, the blog there on, on burnout. And I mentioned uh, five different kind of identifiers that you're nearing or, or are in burnout. And so uh, a few years ago, I, I noticed that these things, uh, when they start to surface or when I come close to those, I'm, I'm kind of in that danger zone. For me, it was after uh, a few years of, of ministry and having kids and, and tr- just trying to fit that all in, um, I was really just at the end of myself, at the end of my capacity, and I, I didn't really have the really good healthy habits. And so, um, yeah, I, I started to notice that there are certain patterns or certain things that I need to be aware of in myself and and then also help other people as they're trying to navigate different seasons of their life. And I find that uh, specifically like for people in their 30s, there's a lot going on. That's the time frame that I was in in 2014. I was in my uh, mid mid thirties and just trying to juggle family and career and um, volunteering and and a lot of other things like that. And so I noticed um, afterwards because you really don't notice burnout or you really don't um, you're, you're really not sure how to how to work through it until you like you're in the midst of it. Uh, but I still think having the conversation about looking at some things to be aware of helps just give people a framework and an understanding for what's going on in their life. And then maybe they maybe there's a couple of these things that you can avoid, and so you're not like full-blown into uh, burnout mode. And so for me, the things that I noticed and, and that might uh, help you as well is that I, I, I noticed I was feeling triggered all the time. Like I was just, I, I felt like I was going from crisis to crisis. There was always a fire to put out, and uh, any bit of bad news would just set me off. Any Anything, it could be a good day, but then like a piece of mail or an extra bill I wasn't expecting or one that I was, it just came at the time I you know wasn't thinking about it. I, I just felt triggered like I was an exposed nerve or just something, anything that could bump me would, would set me off and, and my emotions really would come out and I would overreact towards things. That happened really regularly. I noticed that there was a lot of procrastination, even like small minimal tasks. I just did not have the energy for. I didn't have the motivation, and therefore I, I was uh, really blowing it on follow through, like over promising, under delivering, because I would just put it all off. Because at the end of like a really busy day, 
Uh, I just didn't have it in me to to do another thing. And so it was just really getting by on the bare minimum and putting off everything for later. And so if you find yourself like with an ever-growing list of, of to-dos that you can't quite seem to check off or maybe even your, your inbox keeps growing and growing, you know you have emails to get back and little admin tasks like data entry, stuff like that, you just procrastinate on those things. For for me even, it was it was home life. It was, you know, the, the, the dishes started to stack up, the laundry started to stack up. I hadn't really connected with Sarah, uh, my wife, uh, uh, for a date night in a while. I was just putting a lot of stuff off because I was just really in survival mode. Um, I had difficulty sleeping. I, my brain was ar- always on, always turning, always processing. I was processing out loud with Sarah. Sarah really was worn down because I just talked and talked and talked a lot about problem solving. And it was really like anxiety uh, motivating that. Uh, but I didn't realize that. And so I just, I had uh, late nights, sleepless nights, things like that. I had this inability to shake anxiety. I didn't have good tools to cope with anxiety. I I, I just uh, felt like there was always something that was going to go wrong or something you know that I couldn't control, but I was worried about, I was stressed about, and I was just carrying this around, this tension in my body. And then there was a regular sleep. And so even when I did sleep, it was really irregular. Uh, up late and then up early, uh, uh, not very good in between. I'd take naps and, and naps became a way to cope. Uh, maybe I did sleep in or maybe I did uh, take a nap in the afternoon. It would just be kind of this uh, escape thing where I, I was overloaded and the only thing I could do to shut it down or shut it off was just to take a nap and end up like neglecting more things. And so I don't know if you can relate to those things, um, but there there just tends to be a lot of things that are going on. And, and you kind of... There's this domino or this spiraling effect because I was sleeping irregularly. I didn't have a healthy habits. I wasn't healthy physically, obviously not healthy mentally and emotionally. And so a lot of these things just tended to work together as I would like eat my feelings. And so I was overweight and, you know, didn't really get much exercise, that sort of thing. And so there was a lot that was going on in, in my life uh, and internally that that was really meeting this external pressure that I was feeling and I just was not in a good place. So I remember getting to the end of 2014 and going to my supervisor, he's a pastor, I just remember talking to him and saying, man, I, I'm kind of one crisis away from being toast. I'm, I'm just about done. And I don't know what that means. You know, and he prayed for me. He encouraged me. He gave me a book. And and I appreciate that for him. The thing about burnout is, like, you, nobody can fix you, you know. And it's you're not like a project to be fixed. You're, you're a human being that's, that's complicated in feelings and desires and, you know, not being aware of things sitting behind the things that are wrong that you're thinking or stressing about. And so really, uh, it really came down to enduring it, just just putting some people around me, letting them know what, what was going on, and then just enduring. And so some of you may be in that season where uh, you've offloaded some things, you've given away some responsibilities, maybe you just stepped away because that's all you could really manage or muster right now. But, but you're really caught in, in between this, that maybe it's a career and family or some other uh, obligations that's like you, you just can't give up anymore. And what I found is um, the, the positive thing about going through a burnout season that, that was really leaning into depression and some other things is that after that, it really expanded capacity. 
And, and that's, that's the silver lining of the experience of, of, of working through burnout is you look back and go, I would do some things differently. That's, that's called learning from your experience. You, you ought to have those things. You ought to have those lessons that then you're able to pass on. Like I'm trying to do and, and, and help you all out. Um, but, but nobody can rescue you from burnout. It really comes down to some choices that you need to start making in order for that capacity to be expanded. That that really is the reward of a season like this is that you walk away going, that was horrible. I don't ever want to do that again. And I've learned these lessons because of that. And so uh, it, it might be like, like I said, your, your career, your home uh, life, relationships, friendships, all those things. Some of those decisions though, and, and I didn't really go into this in the blog post and I want to do a podcast about it, is just explaining um, you need to put some stuff into your life and maybe take some things out of your life that are going to like fill you up, bring you life. And so, so a couple of those things that I really started doing, doing is I took a day off and I hadn't done that before. Uh, I, I just worked really like seven days a week and chalked up 60, 80 hours a week, just doing, doing life and, and ministry and work and all this stuff. Uh, but what I did was I intentionally started taking Mondays off because uh, in the life of a pastor, Monday is, is sort of like this great day to just unwind, do nothing, sleep in, and and really um, uh, uh, recoup. And so I really started being kind of religious about my day off. I was telling people at church, like, I'm not going to be on email. I'm not going to um, respond to messages, text messages, things like that. And so it might be different for you when you're able to do that, but I would highly recommend Having a day, not that you catch up on all the stuff that you're behind on, not that you run all the errands that you're behind on, but really a day where you can dial down and you can rest and you can do some recreation. Whatever it is that brings you life, whatever puts energy into your soul, you've, you've got to have a period of time. And so you may not be able to do a full 24 hours, but certainly you could find four hours, six hours, eight hours, sometime in there. It might be four hours here, four hours here. You've got to have that time to 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 do things that are that are bringing you life. I've, I heard a, a, a leader recently talk about how he's pleasure stacks on his day off. It's like all the stuff that he can't do throughout the week that brings him life, or he just gets little tidbits here and there. He stacks it all together, puts it all together, and he does that on his day off. And I, I sort of like that. I, I like the idea of like all my favorite things that I like to do, uh, people that I like to be with, doing it in, in one 24-hour period so that I can really you know get life out of that experience. Um, the other things, uh, including with that, is knowing actually what does give you life, what does give your soul health. And so I started some practices like journaling, uh, reflection, meditation. Uh, and so I would really encourage like, how can you find some time to, to think thoughts and feel your feelings? Like people call this mindfulness, right? It's being with yourself and, and, and asking questions about your soul and about what's going on in your life. And just doing it as, as a curiosity and, and being in those things and experiencing those things so then you know how to deal with it. There's no judgment there. There's no like condemnation for that. There's no shame in that. It is just like, I'm I'm sad right now. Why, why is that? Where, where does this sadness coming from? Uh, am, have I not grieved something properly? I'm, I'm feeling actually pretty happy, pretty content right now. And and I just want to remember this. I want to remember this moment, what this feels like and, and, and this centeredness. This is my normal on 
on on on these days where I get the pleasure stack. And so we we need those experiences to know what centering feels like, and then when we're off center, how how to really discover ourselves and 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 what's going on in our soul to ask some deeper questions so that we can process through them, and so that our actions can uh, align with our emotions. And so I would recommend that. What what is it that brings you life? What is it that centers you? What 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 pours into your soul? And then maybe set a goal of, I, I need to gr- find eight hours this week, uh, 16 hours this week to be with myself, to be uh, rested, to, to be with a person that brings joy and, and encouragement into my life that can pour into me, especially if you're a leader that's always pouring out. If you're a, a business owner that's always like putting out fires, you need to be with people that can pour into you. And so maybe set think about setting some goals this week for the next few weeks, even leading up to the end of the year, like you don't have to wait for this to be a resolution. It can be something you start working on right now to bring life into your soul in ways that maybe you haven't experienced it before. So that's what I've got for you today. If you're having trouble with that, if you need help with that, I'd love to work with you and just see how we can help to increase your capacity and increase your your, your perseverance. Because I really do believe that on the other side of whatever you're experiencing and burnout and, and even even depression, depression uh, can really be an increase of capacity where you're able to give away some of these lessons and experiences to people that really need some navigation through life's tough times. So thanks for tuning in. It's good to be with you all and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Visit us at playthunalabs.com for more resources to help you bend and not break.